Hey everybody, I'm Robert Yerby, and I'm an insurance professional, and admittedly, kind of an insurance nerd. My friends and family tell me that nobody is going to want to listen to a podcast about insurance, so instead, on this show, I'm hoping to share a story or have a conversation with a guest about some relatable experience, and then show you how insurance impacts that story or topic. My hope is you'll enjoy a few laughs with me and maybe learn at least one interesting thing about insurance along the way. Here we go. Okay, everybody. I got a, I got a quick story for you. About two months ago, I convinced my girlfriend to record an episode of the podcast with me. And best I can recall, she and I, we talked about something had to do with vacation insurance or something like that, but uh, it ended up being a, a pretty good conversation. And when we finished, I realized I had not hit record. And so we had this, you know, 25 minute conversation and um, it, it's lost, right? I, I didn't record it. And so every time that I've asked her to join me on the podcast since then, she's been like, you know, she'll, she'll say something about, you know, I already did it with you once. And it wasn't that bad, but, you know, blah, blah. anyway, I missed my chance. Well, I finally corralled her again and got her to record an episode of the podcast with me again today. So she's doing me a favor by coming into my office and doing this with me. And we get everything set up. I got all the levels worked out and um, somehow I didn't record it. Somehow I I swear I hit record, but it, it didn't record until we were about halfway through and I happened to be looking down to see how many how many minutes had gone by and... I see that I, I wasn't recording it. So I, I quickly and, and very, very casually hit record. So we started from halfway through. And uh, I don't think that she noticed. And fortunately, she's not a fan of the podcast. She doesn't, she doesn't listen. So she'll never know that I only started recording it halfway through. But what follows is going to be about half of the conversation that I had with my girlfriend, Daisha, about dental insurance. Since, since I didn't have, I, I don't have the recording of me introducing her, um, Daisha is a dental hygiene student. Okay, she's about halfway through her dental hygiene program. And she also works at a dental office somewhere in the greater Phoenix metro area. And so she brings that expertise to the discussion. All right, here we go. <laughs> Well, I, I don't. I don't know what's typical. I'm pretty loyal to my dentist. If if I think I got a good dentist, I'm just gonna keep going back to that dentist. I mean, something would have to happen where, yeah, I felt like I I, I got a service that was really bad, or maybe if the hygienist was just annoying, or I don't know poor technique, some, something something would have to be wrong, right, for me to switch a dentist. Mm-hmm. That seems like a big hassle to find another dentist. Also because I've had some bad dentists. If I feel like I have a good one, I'm, I'm not going to risk going to somebody else. Yeah. What percentage of dentists do you think 
are good at what they do. Whatever that is that they do, what percentage are good at it? Me just giving an estimate as far as everyone or the people that I've witnessed and like worked with? Well, I think you're basing it on, yeah, your experience with people you've worked with and had referrals from and all that. I'm going to say, okay, well, we have like hundreds of referrals, but, and I don't know all of them personally, but just an average, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 80%. Are 80% good. are good. Yes. Okay. But also, again, like that, it just depends on what you want. Do you want someone who is preventive, doesn't want any problems to happen, or are you okay with someone being more conservative? And good is just, it's different in everyone's eyes. Well, I, don't, I don't want to be drilling into my teeth unnecessarily. I don't want to be drilling into my son's teeth unnecessarily. Because once once you start doing that, okay, eventually that that filling is going to go bad. Hopefully it's decades later, but it, eventually it's going to go bad. I got I to gotta do it all over again. I mean, there's fillings that have lasted. You know, I've I've seen patients who have had fillings for over like thirty years, and they're still in in good shape. So I think it also depends on what you're doing at home and your oral health habits and routine. So eighty percent of the dentists are good. I don't know that I've ever talked to anybody about getting a second opinion about dental work, but of course. Uh, Sometimes services will be in the thousands of dollars. And if you were going to have thousands of dollars of work done on your car or your house, I mean, you might get another contractor, another, you know, body shop to look at it and give you an estimate. Are people getting second opinions on dental work? All the time. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. We're a specialty office, though. We're sent patients who need root canals, extractions, implants, surgery. And sometimes they'll come from another endo office or another perio office with their 3D scan, their two-dimensional x-rays, the doctor's notes, and whatever their doctor told them that they needed. And a lot of the times, it's about, like, what we find is, like, I don't think there's ever been a time where someone's shown up and I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't need anything. It's happened, I, I know it's happened before, where they'll put a watch on it. Yeah. On something that was diagnosed and told, hey, you do need a root canal. And sometimes we've been like, oh, if you know, if this tooth gives you more problems in a couple of weeks after taking a steroid or using this sensitivity toothpaste, then come back, we'll do the root canal. So sometimes we like to give them the option. like, But for the most part, everything's pretty fair when I've noticed that other people come from another office for a second opinion. I'm going to blow your mind. You and I have never talked about my strong opinions about dental insurance. Have we? Mm, I think briefly. Okay. I think dental insurance is garbage. I don't. We did I, have this conversation, actually. We were out to dinner, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I remember that dinner now. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, like I, I'm an insurance purist in the sense that I feel like you you look at a risk, you underwrite it, determine, you know, the likelihood of that loss occurring. Dental insurance isn't really underwritten. Dental insurance, like you get, if we're talking about like group dental, you get the the costs for the previous year for that group. And then, you know, they just add another 20% 
for the cost of administration and insurance profit, and and that's it. It's just a uh, it's cost plus. There, there's a term. You're, it's not really underwritten. It's completely inefficient. I'm I'm coming from a place where like I've never really had a lot of really expensive dental work that needed to be done. So I don't want to say that it's not an expense that could be a hardship for somebody. I, I'm I know that it can be, but dental insurance is just such an inefficient way to cover that expense. I don't know. I don't, I don't have a lot of respect for it, obviously. I mean, I do because like with my experience as a specialty office, like by the time patients sometimes get to us, it's their second consult. Typically you get one a year and you get that when you go see your dental dentist, that there's your free exam. And then when they get sent to us and referred to us, that's another exam that they need, which means that they're automatically going to be coming out of pocket for it because there's a frequency limitation on exams, right? What does that cost? Um, hundred bucks. A consultation for us with no insurance is three eighty-five. What? Yes. Three eighty-five to but talk to your dentist. It's not talking. I hate when people say, "Oh my God, he just took a picture and talked to me for five minutes, and it's three eighty-five. I'm like, "No. Yeah. No, that's not how it is. No. That like enrages me. I'm like, "Oh my God, I can't believe it." I'm like, "You sign the paper." Well, first of all, we have patients sign. Okay. An estimate just for the consult, so that they know before they even get brought back, because it's. It just you want causes them to know a lot up of drama. That they're getting screwed. Okay. No, no. Great. Well, this is my thing. Like, for instance, I don't even know if I'm allowed to discuss this. Well, I don't know. Anyways, Aetna. Let's say you have Aetna. Let's say. The consultation goes down to three thirty, just by having Aetna. You have Delta Dental. It goes down to two eighty seven. Guardian two ninety three. Cigna three o two. So. Even though it's not a bunch of money that you're saving just from the consult, you get different fees just by having, you know, that insurance. Yeah. Okay. So there's negotiated there's, rates in the network. I exactly. get that. Exactly. And I think that that's what's helped people be, be able to afford the dental work that they need. Okay. And even when patients like buy a discount plan, just pay a one-time fee, that's yeah. beneficial to me because I'm like, you're getting cheaper rates. You pay like what a hundred bucks a year. Uh, okay, I got gotcha. you. So instead of paying fifteen twenty five for a root canal, not including the consultation, your grand total is like nineteen sixty. Then if you have Delta, let's say you don't have coverage, you just have the discount plan with Delta. You know you're spending maybe like a thousand bucks for the same thing. So it saves you a ton of money. You're not figuring in the premiums that are paid month over month over month for years. In my experience, patients talk about paying like literally 30 bucks sometimes, 40 bucks, 100. That if it's a group plan through their employer? No, it's not a group plan. It's an individual discount plan. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh, don't say it like that. Well, like, no, like because, you got me. Well, no, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's worth it to me. Uh, I don't know if I'm convinced about that. But let's go back to the 385 for five minutes and looking at one picture. No, it's not one picture. It's a limited exam, and it doesn't necessarily take five minutes. Our consults are typically about 30 minutes. We do a two-dimensional x-ray, a 3D scan, testing on the tooth, 
and then you have that consult with the doctor. And keep in mind we're a specialty, and also we're in Scottsdale, North Phoenix area, so. Okay. Yeah. Is that 385 then applied to any No, work? absolutely not. <laughs> well, I'll give you a comparison. So everybody always They complain- always ask that. <laughs> I know, because here's why. Everybody is always complaining about when you take your car to the dealership to get work done. You're, you're absolutely going to get screwed, right? You've heard that. Yeah. Okay. When I take my car to the GM dealer here in the Valley, they charge something like 150 bucks just to look at it. And so people will be like, exactly. That is outrageous. Oh, but the 150 gets applied to any work that gets done. Oh, okay. You're shrugging okay. your shoulders, but I like... You know, if people are thinking they're getting screwed from the dealership, what must they be thinking when they go to your dental office? That they need to take better care of their teeth so that they don't end up in specialty offices. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that people don't, like, I don't know, it, it kind of makes me upset, though, when people say, we just took a picture and I was in there for five minutes. Like, no, that takes... Like, they have to look at the scan, they have to do testing on the tooth, they have to look at it clinically, talk to the patient, get their, like, symptoms and stuff. Like, that's a whole series of assessments that they're doing, and they deserve to be paid for that. Like, dentists go through a lot of schooling, and if it was so easy, and if it was, you know, something that everyone can do, then they wouldn't be coming to us. So you have to be willing to pay the price (laughs) to take care of your teeth. Yeah, okay. Well, no argument there. I brush twice a day. I, I take good care of my teeth. You know, my dentist tells me I only have to come in every eight or nine months. That's interesting. Because I take that good care of my teeth. That's interesting. I always look at it from like the employer's perspective. All right, this is an employee benefit. If you want to give your employees dental coverage, fine. But I, I think it's... It's one of the most inefficient types of insurance I can think of because it's that cost plus model. You know, what did you guys pay last year? All right, pay us the exact same amount plus 20%. Other than the fact that employees love it, it doesn't do a lot for me. But is it about you or is it about the employees? It's about the employees if you're looking at benefits from the perspective of, I am only going to offer stuff that they value, that they want, that's going to help me retain good employees. Yeah. I mean, we could we could offer up any number of different garbage programs. If, if they found value in it, I guess we would offer it. But I personally think it's garbage. That's just me. I'm not going to change your mind. You're not well, yeah, you're mind. not changing my mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cats and dogs here on the podcast. <laughs> All right. And, okay, so I'm just curious now, you work at a dental office, do they have dental insurance for you? This one does, okay. but it's actually not very common that dental, ins- like dental offices offer dental insurance. Why not? Well, for one, a lot of them will provide free cleanings for their employees, so that's the main thing is to go okay. get your cleaning. Yeah, okay. And, like me, I got my root canal done for free. That was a $2,000 visit. And that was entirely free. And then based off like just networking with other dentists, my crown was like 1500 That was free. I knew him. 
And then I know in most cases, though, if you go and get, like, work done at your job and they don't offer insurance, they'll give you, like, a discount, like, half off. Yeah, okay. But it's, it's yeah, I actually had a hygienist come in the other day, and she was paying for her root canal, and she didn't have any insurance. She's like, it just sucks. Like, no dental offices offer dental insurance. I was like, I know, it's crazy. But I think since you're just in that field, it's easy for you to take care of what you need to get done in your own office. All right, cool. Well, so the name of the podcast is One Interesting Thing About Insurance. I actually think there was a lot of interesting things about dental insurance this week. So, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Congratulations on finishing your first year of dental hygiene school. Thank you. You have one year left. Yep. And then you'll be in the summer. Oh, in the summer. Yes. And you'll be a hygienist. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. Well, thanks everybody. And uh, if you like the podcast, tell your friends, give us a rating. And if you are an insurance producer or adjuster and you need insurance continuing education, check out our uh, live webinars at bmfce.com. Thanks. Thanks.